The Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 to 30 percent. That's a fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar power to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now's a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. Might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid is limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can before someone else does. Go to allenergysolar.com. Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeve Show. We are catching up with Cheryl. Now that she is back in the United States, uh, the the tournament in Australia went, from the, my perspective, from the outside, about as well as you possibly could have imagined, uh, winning by an average of about 40 points, even while kind of piecing your team together during that tournament. I, I was very impressed, you know, from this perspective. What was, what was the coach's perspective on all of that? Well, I was impressed as well, Jim. I thought our... Uh... You know, the, those of us that have had a chance to be around, you know, different teams, successful teams, and, you know, there are some some common threads in, in terms of uh, what those special teams would have. And, and this is what I told the group at the end that, you know, it, it, it really since February when we had our first um, Olympic qualifying tournament, um, this has been a group that's really bought in to how we want to play, how we want to do things, how we want to treat each other. And it was um, really just off the charts in terms of their commitment from the very first day in Las Vegas in our in our training. Um, the the players that did not make the final roster, you know, they had you know so much a part of establishing an identity, and so we were so appreciative of all the work that they did to help us get to uh, ultimately, which was a, a gold uh, in the World Cup. There were so many people that were a part of this that played into. Uh, the the success and and I think you know you mentioned the moving parts and you know that was something you knew going into it that this was going to be the case and that uh, a lot of players that were uh, national team candidates were going to be playing deep into the playoffs and and so you just have to be you have to be ready for it you got to be you know able to adjust and and I think that the uh, the the really impressive nature of the players being able to constantly you know, take on a new, like in a new day to say, okay, now we got this player. Now we're going to do this, or we had this player, and then we're going to do this scheme. They just, you know, they, they just embraced all of it and, and they knocked it out of the park. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you know, and you know, I, excuse me, you and I have talked over the years about the legacy of team USA, uh, the way players have bought in the way players have sacrificed uh, is, is that self-perpetuating at this point, or is there somebody in this newer group, you know, without Tarasi and Bird and Sill hanging around? Is there somebody in this group who's kind of fostering that idea? Uh, Brianna Stewart, I would say, um, you know, as the most senior player, uh, I thought that uh, it was really fun to see her occupy the space, you know, that you mentioned that was formerly occupied by Sue and Dee and, and Stewie was the young player and just learning from those guys. And now it was Stewie's turn. And she jumped right into that, grabbed a hold of it, 
made it hers and, and shared, you know, some of the, the wisdom that, that she got along the way. Uh, we also, while we were in Vegas, we were in the company of uh, some former national team players, Delisha Milton-Jones, Dawn Staley, Simone Augustus. And, and we took some time to, to hear from them about each of their journeys that, that happened at, you know, different times of USA basketball success since 96 and Katie Smith uh, as another one. And, and we just kind of, you know, we, we, we listened and, you know, the players, I think were very intrigued about their experiences and they take great pride. Like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's known to be the culture. And so um, USA basketball, you know, attracts players that, that can, you know, be a part of that culture. And so it's, it's what's expected. And so there's no one that comes into it that doesn't have the ability to, you know, sort of, um, you know, perpetuate uh, that mindset. So um, it, it, that's what makes USA basketball so special. Every player says it, the, their time with USA, USA basketball is so special to them. And at the core of it is, is those values that, that we just talked about. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show. This is part of TalkNorth.com. If you like the show, we recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. You can always go to TalkNorth.com and see all the shows. Of course, there is a lot of excitement in uh, in Cheryl's building these days. Not only have Cheryl running Team USA and, and running the links, you also have uh, a very exciting Timberwolves team uh, that seems to be doing just about everything right right now. The John Krasinski Show addresses all of that. Tons of extra stuff at TalkNorth.com. Go check it out on this show. We want to thank our sponsors, Livia, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, Successful Marketing Group, All Energy Solar, and TSR Injury Law. We recently uh, passed the 200-show mark for this show. It means we've been at it for quite a while. I want to thank our producer, Brandon Morton, who's done pretty much all of them. And thanks to all the guest hosts who have come in. By the way, one of the recent guest hosts, David Berry, a very good basketball analyst, he and I were texting back and forth about your team and, uh, you know, the dream team and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, and he pointed out that it, he, I think he, t- he asked me who I thought the most efficient players in the WNBA were this past season that were on the Olympic team. And I think I got like four out of five, <laughs> right. But I, but, and the one I missed was copper. I was like, I thought copper, you know, I, and this is just me. This was me guessing off the top of my head, not looking anything up. You know, I, I got in, in SQ and Brianna Stewart and Asia and all, you know, I got a lot, and Kelsey Plum and Chelsea Gray. I got a lot of the obvious ones, but I, I took a wild guess out there. And he said, copper was not an efficient player this year. And my impression was that she was. And then watching the way she played, you know, down the stretch. And for you, I get the sense that she might be one of those players who might defy statistics. What's your view of her? Yeah. Um, and I think I'd rather take a, a general approach as opposed yeah. to copper, but, but I think in terms of, uh, David Berry's, uh, wins produced, uh, metric that, um, there, there oftentimes are players that, uh, people think because they're a great scorer um, that maybe mm-hmm. that would be the most productive player. And I think what wins produce uh, metric really features is players that, that uh, are more possession, possession oriented, either you rebound it, you steal it, you block it, uh, you assist, you score efficiently. Uh, so I think those are all, those are productive things. Those are winning things. And, and uh, I think sometimes it's surprising for people uh, when you visually watch a player um, that you assume that the metrics follow suit, and it's not always the case. And and I think David feels very very strongly about um, you know players that you know surrounding yourself with productive players equals 
um, wins produced. And um, I would say that at this point, and he doesn't share my view that uh, I believe you have to have a balance of, of things. You can't, um, you can't have uh, all wins produced centric players that don't have a unique ability to put the ball in the basket. Uh, now, David will tell you that being efficient and anyone that's been around me knows I talk about efficiency almost every day of my life. Uh, I'm a strong believer in it. Uh, but there are, there's in Kalia Copper's case, for example, we found great value in her doing things that do not show up in the stats. For example, your ability to keep a player from catching the ball. Uh, she had great value on our team to uh, put her on a player and take him out of the game. There is no statistic that shows that. Um, additionally, uh, her ability to explode, uh, it's, it's unlike any other player in the league that when you get her in a transition opportunity, which is what, uh, Chicago does with her, if you can get an outlet and get her going, she's going to be able to, to get down the floor faster than anybody. She's going to be able to attack from a wing. Those lead to really high percentage shots. If she doesn't make a shot, you're in really great position because of the penetration that you collapse a defense, you're going to be able to follow that up with a second chance. There's some things that you can't measure uh, in players like Copper. And so um, I certainly understand that you can't have a team full of players that don't produce um, uh, productive stats. I mean, there's there's no question about it. I, I just have a, I'm a big believer in, uh, in in a balance. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, Copper has has great value. Yeah, that's my impression. At least I also think, uh, even though another thing that might not show up on the stats is there's there are only a certain number of players who, if the clock, shot clock's running down or the quarter of the half's running down, and you need somebody who just has the athletic ability to get off a shot that has a chance, there there just aren't that many of those. Yeah, and the next time you have David on, you should bring those things up, and you'll <laughs> you'll hear a, uh, a counter view. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. I, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a, it'll be a lively discussion, <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, and, and one of the cool things about David is he, you know, he spent a lot of time watching the jazz and uh, he always argued that Gobert was much more important yep. than Donovan Mitchell. And I do agree with him on that. And I think the, the Timberwolves are going to benefit from exactly the reasons he came to that conclusion. Yeah, he's giddy about the, the Wolves opportunity with, with Gobert. Yeah. I mean, absolutely giddy. <laughs> Yeah, and I am too. And I'm not really – I don't get giddy about many things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, excited for the Wolves for a lot of reasons. And, and uh, you know, Gobert, Gobert you know, will, will really absolutely be uh, a big part of why they're successful. He was wildly successful from a wins-produced standpoint. So hopefully that, that holds true uh, yes. as, as, as a Wolf as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, I think last time we talked, you were in Sydney and talking about doing stuff on the Sydney Harbor, how beautiful it was. What were some of the other cool experiences you had in Australia? Uh, we went to the zoo. Um, so that was really cool. Um, that was right on the harbor there. Uh, that was, that was All beautiful. kangaroos? Uh, you know, didn't see, uh, there was a couple of kangaroos, but we didn't have <laughs> up, up close, but we did not see any koalas. Uh, koalas are nocturnal, so they were, they were not out and about. Um, so that's, uh, that's interesting unless one's uh, kind of assigned to be, uh, on an appearance that day, but we didn't, we didn't see any, um, what else did we do? Um, the, the water taxis to the Manly beach, for example, was a part of one of our, our fun days. We did a dinner cruise with the team. Um, that, that sort of thing outside of that, it was eight games in 10 days <laughs> right? Uh, and a week right. of practice prior to that. So, uh, not a lot for, not a lot of time for the other stuff. Sure. Um, and was there anything else about the way the tournament played out that either pleased or surprised you 
Well, it was the most attended uh, World Cup, um, maybe ever. I don't know if it, if, if it's not ever, then pretty darn close to ever. Uh, Sydney did a hell of a job hosting it. The, um, the, the China national team was awfully impressive. Uh, not only their growth as, as a national team, you know, we all saw this coming, coming each time you see them. Um, they're, they're just growing up, and they've got a coach that's really good. She got um, a coach of the World Cup. Uh, but China, China had a tremendous following. Um, and so between China and Australia's fans, we were playing in front of 15,000 people. And, and so that really made it special. And, and, you know, everyone will say that even though they're not rooting all for you, um, that, that just being in that environment was really exciting. That's really, that's great to hear. Um, what, well, actually I have another follow-up question on Australia. First though, tell me about your Livia experience. Well, Livia, um, I, I think, at this point, when I think about April, uh, when I first um, signed on to um, choosing myself and, and starting to, you know, just get healthier and feel better, um, what I think about is I hope that when people are listening, that they decide to choose themselves and and take the step to contact Livia and and uh, you know get on the same program I was on and see how much better you feel and and uh, you know I'm excited to continue my journey with Livia. Uh, thanks also to our other sponsors, our long-term sponsors, including Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations. Luther Advantage Warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Sete Coley is a family-owned Twin Cities-based home remodeling real estate and property management company offering personalized service and outstanding client care. Sete Coley means seven hills and not in the seven hills of Rome, Italy. They provide home remodeling, realtor services, property management, and they also offer wraparound services. If you're a homeowner considering a home improvement project, CARA can help you evaluate the impact of a remodel on your home's market value. If you're a prospective home buyer, CARA can help you assess the cost and logistics of updating the home you buy. If you plan on selling your home, CARA can guide you in, a, in preparing your home for the market. can even send a crew to carry out the work, ensuring that your home stands out from the competition. If you're interested in purchasing an investment property, CARA can help you find a profitable deal. And if you wish, can manage the property for you from tenant placement and turnover to property management. Of course, I use CARA to sell my house, to prep my house, to stage my house. Uh, she's great at all this stuff. I highly recommend it. Check them out at settecolimn.com. That's S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I-M-N.com. Check them out at Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you to Glory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and manage all the social media for The Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at glory at successfulmarketinggroup.com. Dot com. Uh, thanks, Glory's been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re- recommend working with her. How was the food in Australia? You know, we always hear people complaining about the food in England. I have no idea what the food. I I, I do know that I once when I was a lacrosse player, I played against the Australian national team, and they were lamenting not having meat pies in the United States. Did you have any meat pies? <laughs> I did not. 
uh, I am not a fan of, of the food in Australia. I had a, probably one, maybe two really good meals. Uh, one was on Manly Bay at a place called Garfish. It was uh, outstanding. Um, but otherwise, um, Livia was not threatened uh, at all. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, um, and that, that was the good news for me because sometimes when you're on these journeys, you know, three or four weeks long, that if you really enjoy the food, boy, you've really sabotaged uh, some great work <laughs> that you've done in the right. months prior. Uh, any favorite moments from on the court with your team? Uh, I have a lot of great visuals of our defensive effort. Um, and then just some tremendous plays in the in the gold medal game where Chelsea Gray and Asia Wilson, their their synergy in the pick and roll game. Chelsea Gray is just incredible. Uh, her ability to spoon feed uh, players and and watching Asia Wilson, um, you know, just I, I, I remember when, when she was uh, on the national team in Tokyo and just I knew that when in December, when I had a chance to to be named the, the head of the team, that. Asia was going to be such a big part and that she would be even better as she's growing and maturing and, and, uh, boy, you know, she's awfully good. Oh uh, yeah. She's great. Uh, no doubt about it. Now, are you, how do you, how do you handle the roster from here on? Obviously you had a great team there. They dominated, they played well together. Uh, are there any tweaks or are, are there any opportunities for other people to win spots? Where does all that stand? Well, I mean, I think that with national team, there's always there's always opportunity because you don't know from one year to the next uh, exactly who's available. And so I think timing is everything. I, I look at Nafisa being on the national team in 2020. Uh, it came because uh, maybe other players weren't available or and she the timing of her success in our league. And uh, and so, yeah, I think that um, nothing is set in stone and uh you know, the, the committee will, will continue to work hard and follow WNBA players. And they've got their eyes on uh, a pool that has some depth to it. And, and uh, they'll make the best decisions when it comes time uh, to be in Paris in 2024. Uh, how's Simone Augustus doing? I haven't talked to her in, in years. Yeah, Simone had a, had a chance to be out in Vegas with us as a committee member. She was a part of the selection committee. And so got to be around her for a few days. And, and what I see from Simone is somebody who's uh, really gotten the itch and, and, and developed a passion for coaching, something that she said she would never do mm-hmm. <laughs> when she was a player. So, uh, but it's exactly as I thought it would go, you know, once you get in and, you know, you just love the game so much and you see a way that you could impact the game still, even if you're not playing. And that's what I see from Simone. How would Simone coach Simone? Uh, I don't know, probably like Janelle, Janelle McCarville is a, a great example of some of these players that sometimes were resistant to, um, you know, being, being pushed. And, um, and I think for Janelle who didn't necessarily, um, she, she was a little bit anti leadership, um, you know, somebody that, and it, it's just fascinating, uh, because now <laughs> I think Jim Peterson asked her, what kind of coach are you? And she said the same kind of coach I hated playing for, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so, so often. Yeah, so that's that's probably the, the case with Simone, too. It's funny because I covered Doug Minkiewicz uh, very extensively. got to know him really well, and he uh, he really chafed under Tom Kelly for a long time. And then I went and uh, went down to Fort Myers to see Minkiewicz managing A-ball, and he was Tom Kelly. And he admitted he was Tom <laughs> Kelly. He said, he said I, Tom was right about everything. I was wrong about everything, and now I do everything that Tom Kelly did that made me crazy. <laughs> 
it's inevitable. <laughs> yes, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I did a piece just, to, you know, I've known Chuck Barta since 1990 when he was with the Vikings and I came to town to cover the Vikings, always respected him and liked him. I, I did a piece just kind of asking him about modern training techniques because, in, you know, injuries are just so impactful. They pretty much ruined the twin season this year. And I just wanted to kind of have a philosophical chat with him. And as I was talking to him, I was reminded that not only is he a really nice guy and a really dependable guy, but man, he knows his stuff. Yeah, I, I read that that piece, and and uh, you know, you got to see from Chuck what I get to experience um, every day, every season for the last uh, what 12, 12 seasons, and even beyond that uh, that he was with the Lynx. But I think he um, he's a wealth of knowledge. What I love about Chuck is that he continues to evolve. Uh, as you as you saw in that story, the way things that we used to do, um, that you know things have changed, and and he keeps up with it, and you know he'll be attending a um, uh, something in November out at uh, the Nike. There's gonna be a summit uh, with regard to uh, performance uh, for players and load management, that sort of thing. So it's ever changing, and and Chuck is always uh, at the forefront of of making sure that uh, the player health is something we we continue to prioritize. And, and one thing he didn't come out and say, but it was something I drew from it, just listening to him talk, because, you know, as with any long interview, only a very small portion actually makes it into the story. Uh, I yep. just got the sense that I got the sense that, you know, no matter what a train, of course, you need a good trainer and they have to have certain protocols and all that. But, man, if if the players don't take care of themselves away from the court and during the offseason and when they're at home alone, I don't know if the team has a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, Chuck shares that all the time uh, with players and uh, you hope for the best and, you know, some listen and some don't. And um, obviously the, the ones that don't, you know, they're, we're not surprised by uh, any of the challenges that they might face. And so that is probably the biggest thing that keep, maybe keeps Chuck up at night uh, is because when he doesn't, when the players aren't there, it's hard to, to really know what they're doing. And we have such a long off season uh, that, that that can be a, that can be a challenge. Yeah. You have a long off season and some people spend it with other teams overseas and who knows, you know, what the diet's like that there, what the, the options are like. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like kind of a nightmare. It, yeah. It, ta- it takes a great deal of focus. It takes a very committed player and a very focused player uh, to, to ensure. And that's what happens when you get older, you, you get wiser. And, and those are things that you have to invest in, uh, to continue to be successful. And, you know, uh, we, we try to impart to them at a young age that your, your body is your moneymaker and you've got to take care of it. You know, it's not just about skill training. It's about investing in your body. Yeah. Uh, let's get a final thought from Cheryl. We'll be catching up again next week. Uh, talk more about team USA and links off season plans and everything else. Once again, thanks to Brandon Morton. Thanks to uh, Livia, thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, thanks to my realtor, Cara Quinn, and her new business. Thanks to Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com, All Energy Solar, and TSR Injury Law. Cheryl, uh, there's a lot going on in the world, but we don't always have to talk about everything that's going on in the world. Anything uh, on your mind right now? I say there's a lot, a lot of depressing things happening in the world, oh. as we know. We're just a few weeks away from another election. I cannot wait until uh, we can turn on the, the TV and not, not be inundated with uh, what has become uh, campaigning. Uh, but that's not what's on my mind. It's what I'm hoping to avoid. But um, I'd say right now, as I got back from Sydney, I'm excited to to dive into the wolf season. Um, really excited about, uh, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Chris Finch's and and so excited to see the, the new team. I've been watching them uh, in their exhibition play as they've been out West. So the games are later. That's really helpful to me. 
I've been watching the team and just really super excited. And obviously to, you know, to, for Tim Conley to see uh, some of the fruits of his labor uh, this off season. So go Wolves. Yeah. I like their bench a lot. I agree. I agree. There were some, you know, I had some players that I got kind of attached to last year. Yeah. And, um, and, and so you kind of wonder, well, how are they going to replace some of that? And, and you could see some of the thoughtfulness and the ways that they replace some of the shooting. And, um, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. And, and I know Wolves fans are awfully excited and, you know, we're seeing it and, uh, you know, some of the attendance numbers, it's, it'll be the best that, um, uh, that we've seen since I've been, uh, in Minnesota. Um, and I date back to, uh, Kurt Rambis years. So this, this'll be, this'll be our best time <laughs> in, in, in my, in my stint. Good Kurt Rambis reference, and we haven't even mentioned David Kahn, so we we, we avoided mentioning David Kahn. We won't, will not mention David Kahn in this show. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be a blast. Uh, so thanks, Cheryl. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again next week. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com, and thanks again to Brandon.